What fresh hell is this? This is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. So is everyone going to be here? Uh, I'm not entirely sure about Kirk, so we're going to start without him. Kirk, or is he still on date with Derek? Yeah. <laughs> Derek, Tom, Justin. Justin. Something. I don't know. It could I be Derek. More than one. <laughs> All right, Someone it is, named Alejandro, uh, he's going for the, uh, for the exotic. He, he got him a Cuban. In more ways than one. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. It is. Okay. Uh, um, well, actually, then, um, I got a, a few topics here, just briefly. And, uh, Junior and, um, you. Mark's not here yet. These people who have. Or anyone that's been experienced in the shop industry, but I'll, I'll cover that here in just a minute. All right, it is Cigar Tipsters, episode 21. At least I think it's 21. Yeah, yeah, it is 21. Uh, We're going to start out with a softball here in a second, but Ben, Junior, and Senior, we're all here. Kirk may or may not be here. He's having a date with his Cuban love uh, interest. I was going to use some dirtier language than that, but I'll save that for later. Uh, no, that's okay. Anyway, uh, the softball that we're going to throw out is a couple of days ago, CigarFishionado.com ran a fancy news feature about Gurkha, about the owner of Gurkha specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not entirely sure how to say his name. I'm just going to take a shot at it. Kazad Hensotia, some shit like that. Uh, clearly not not American, uh, but whatever. Terrorist. <laughs> yeah, guilty. <laughs> guilty. <laughs> but uh, long, long story short, it was a profile on him and a profile on the company, and he said that one of his goals as the owner of Gurkha was he wanted to make sure that, that people didn't just view Gurkha as a pretty face. And I, I, for one, had to laugh at that because that's pretty much what the entire cigar world sees Gurkha as. It's just it's branding, it's boxes, it's it looks pretty, but the cigars suck. With the exception of maybe three or four I can call to my head. But And it kind of it bothers me a little bit that Cigar Aficionado, who is supposed to be this big, respectable publication in this industry basically placates to, the, to this guy and says, okay, you know, we'll give you this fancy story and you can talk about how your your cigars are great, you're more than just a pretty face and all that kind of stuff. And this would be the part where someone else talks. You know, I kind of <laughs> threw, threw, threw you a softball. Well, I mean, I looked at it kind of like you did. Uh, I read the article, I chuckled at it, and said, okay, whatever, and <laughs> went on to something else. But, uh, I mean, yeah, if, if they put 
half as much time in making cigars as they do in building boxes and marketing their cigars, they would probably be up there with the the Padrones and Davidoffs and stuff like that, which I know that's sacrilegious to mention those in the same name with Gurkha, but, you know, they, they don't. Think, They're strictly at the marketing end. I think, I mean, they have money and the resources to make fantastic smokes. They, they, they have the ability to, but they just, I find that to be really selfish. Yeah, and somebody actually brought up Padron the other day. I was talking about this with somebody else. And, you know, you look at Padron. They don't have fancy wrappers. They don't have over-the-top branding. Their boxes are just boxes. But I've never had a Padron that I that I didn't like, that, that I wouldn't smoke again. And Same here. Speaking of smoking, uh, either one of you smoking anything tonight? I've got uh, that aging room Quattro, the F55 uh, that we smoked a few of. Uh, I picked up one uh, over here in Springfield. That That's the one thing I will say for Springfield, Missouri. If you get out here, there is a great shop here. It's called Just For Him. And not only do they have a, a very, very good selection in the humidor, uh, they've got some pipe tobaccos. They've got shaving accessories. They've got, you know, all the kind of geeky stuff that, that guys like. They've got a lot of that right there in the store. So if you get out here, give it a try. But uh, I picked up one. I don't remember exactly what the size was that you gave me, but this one's a 7 by 50 box press. And pretty good smoke. What do you got over there, Ben? Hey, Ben. Okay. Well, this is, this is going really fucking well so far. Well, anyway, I'm just going I'm, I'm not smoking tonight because I kind of smoked myself out earlier. Now, I saw you were down in Gadsden, uh, what was it, yesterday? No, that was today, this morning. Oh, okay. Uh, I've been out here so long, it's, my days are running together. No, I was down there for a couple hours. I uh, smoked a uh, aging room. Sun oh shit, no, not an aging room. What the fuck am I talking about? Uh, an Alec Bradley, <laughs> an Alec Bradley, sun grown. Oh, first of all, and then went straight into a, a one of the bigger versions of the Hemingway, the uh, Hemingway signature, I believe. Uh, I I got to say I like the short story better. Then the uh, then this one was called the signature, and then there's one more size, even larger. But yeah. I mean, it's still good. But I, I'd have to say I still prefer the, the short story. Yeah, that short story is a really good smoke. So Ben ever come back, or he still his pictures here, but uh, <laughs> the lights are on, but nobody's home. <laughs> uh, well, I hear Ben's dog. I think my on this keeps cutting in and out a lot. Some guys are saying and building the sentences. Uh, what? <laughs> I'll, I'll try to figure it out. Uh, We're having technical difficulties there. Yeah. Well, 
hang on. Let me see if there's another. Uh, what the hell's that? <clears throat> In the meantime, while I'm researching something, uh, the Davidoff Nicaragua that I'm a big fan of, although it is expensive, I don't smoke it that often. Davidoff is getting ready to do a box press release of that. I believe it comes out next month. Uh, a Toro see. size, right? Yeah, six by fifty-two, and then another one in a five by forty-eight. Well, five by forty-eight, I think, was the original. But yeah, the Toro is now six fifty-two, and let's see, seventeen dollars on the price tag. That that, that really surprised me. Uh, they're good, but uh, damn. Yeah. Yeah, considering I mean, you can buy three of something else for that same seventeen dollars. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'll probably have one eventually, but it, it wouldn't be something I go go to uh, regularly. Good lord, I can spit that thought out. <laughs> well, I'm a fan of the box press, so I'll have to try at least one. Yeah, I, I enjoy box press. I. That's what this Quattro is that I'm smoking tonight. It actually was the uh, number two cigar for 2013. I was kind of surprised by that when I started doing some research. I mean, not surprised at the fact that it's a good cigar, but that it ranked that high. Now, I think, I will say, I think it was, are you sure it was the F55? Uh, I want to say it is, because now there was another one that... Uh, in 2011 was number 16 of the aging room but this uh, if I'm not mistaken the F55 is the uh, was the number two for 2013 matter of fact I believe it's the cigar I've got right here the uh, 50 by 7 let's see the number two cigar of the year 2013 was the F55 yeah. so, and the concerto for the old man Let's see the concerto. It doesn't give me the, the specifics on the side. Oh, yes, it does. Uh, 7 by 50. So, yeah, it's the one you got in your hand. Yeah. Now, I remember, which that's odd because I remember I smoked it a couple of years ago and I wasn't crazy about it. And then, you know, we got it in that smaller size that Famous Smokes been over, and I thought it was good. Yeah, well, that's what prompted me to buy this one. Because typically I would have looked past that because of you know, previous experience with Aging Room that I, I wasn't a huge fan. But after smoking the ones uh, that they they sent over, yeah, that's what prompted me to go uh, give this one a try. Uh, ben, are you over there? Yes, I am. Uh, what, uh, did we ever establish if you were smoking anything? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Say it again. <clears throat> Are you smoking anything? <laughs> I think I think he's I, having a stroke. I don't hear something. anything. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what's happening here. Have you got a fairly decent internet signal there? Or I'm assuming yeah. this works across the internet. Because yeah. now, before we kicked off, you were you were coming in loud and clear, and then. When we started the show, it's like it went back to the the Ferris wheel mode. Just up and down and all around. Oh, man, it's fine right this second. It's clear now? 
Yeah, it's clear, right? So it's like, so don't move. Okay. I'm not moving. It's like the rabbit, the rabbit ears on the TV. Just don't move. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hold the hold the tin foil up. Yeah, get you, get you. Some, so so, what are you smoking? That's what we were trying to get to. Okay, it's the Ashton VSG Enchantment Perfecto. Sounds fancy. I don't it uh, do. It really does. Actually, a, a guy when I went to Smokies the other night bought a box of them and was so generous was passing them out to people who were hanging around him. So he gave me one of these, and I've never had one before, but it is delicious. It is quite a tasty treat. Now, what's that uh, retail for? I think ten or eleven. Oh, well, that's not because they're bad. perfecto. It's really right. not that bad. But it's uh, it's it's delicious. Oh, I got to, this is going off the subject a little bit, but I did find uh, some more pappy fritters. As, as oh you guys shit! <laughs> <laughs> hey, those are some elusive little critters, I tell you. His, uh, that guy over there had them for $7 a piece. I don't know if that was good or bad. That's, that's actually not bad. I think in Murfreesboro, I think they were almost 9 That was, uh, I'll give the guy a plug, that was Scottish Tobacco in Buckhead, the uh, suburb of Atlanta, uh, recommended to me by uh, Doc of Cigar Guys Radio Show. Uh, stopped in there for just a couple of minutes on Monday. Got uh, two of the Papas Fritas, Pappy Fritters, as we lovingly <laughs> refer to them. And picked up a Leaf by Oscar, which I've never had before. I almost got one of those uh, here in Springfield. They had some of them. Kirk was saying they're pretty good. Uh, he, he was smoking one not too long ago. And they come wrapped in a in just a, a leaf. It's a, it's kind of a weird presentation, but we'll see. I haven't had a chance to actually smoke it yet. And uh, <clears throat> another thing I wanted to get to tonight in Cuban embargo news, for the first time in a long time, U.S. Uh, airlines are going to be able to start flying to Cuba. I believe they could do something like 110 flights a day. No, something. Hang on. No, it is actually 110 flights a day. I believe 20 of those into Havana from various U.S. cities. So <clears throat> that's nice. I guess the uh, <clears throat> granted U.S. citizens are still banned from tourism travel in Cuba, but we're getting ever closer to the final lifting of the embargo. Well, and I saw our fearless leader is. Uh planning a trip over there as well. Yeah, Isn't he he's building an like that? He's trying to build a U.S. embassy. Isn't that what he's trying to do? Yeah, and probably get some cigars because, you know, he's an asshole. He is an asshole. <laughs> Major asshole. Yeah, I wonder if he'll strict... I wonder if he gets uh, held to the same $100 uh, bring-back limit that we do. No. <laughs> or if he's just going to pull a Kennedy and buy mm. thousands of them. That'd be fine if you got his head blown off just like Kennedy, but we can only hope. <laughs> and that's you be a Kennedy all the way through and just <laughs> die. And ladies, ladies and gentlemen, that sound you hear is black SUVs pulling up in Knoxville outside. Of yes, the, exactly. Of the Valero residence. 
<laughs> oh shit! Who's <laughs> riding back? Um, it's our favorite son of a bitch. Uh, for the rest of the night, the uh, part of Ben will be played by his dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! Yeah, I, uh, I, I've, I don't know. One interesting fact I heard about that though: he's the first sitting president to go to Cuba in ninety years. So I guess that's something. But he's still an asshole. Well, let's see. He's going to, he's going to Cuba, but didn't he? Uh, skip the uh, funeral for the uh, yeah uh, Supreme Court judge that just passed, Anthony uh, Scalia. Yeah, he had he had something. I forget what thing was he passed it up for, but yeah, he did skip that. Nice to see these guys' priorities in order, which seemed odd. And I'm sure he'll uh, name a new justice before he leaves office in the next few months. Oh yeah. He'll do that just to piss everybody off one more time. Well, there's a there's a damn good chance a Republican's going to replace him anyway. There's <laughs> as crazy as it sounds. There's a damn good chance that Donald Trump is going to replace him. So I'm sure. Yeah, he just to, uh, uh, speaking of that, Trump just won uh, South Carolina just a couple hours ago. Or he bought them. Like he bought the state and said, "Okay, yeah. vote for me now." Well, see, well, see, that's yeah. what it was. The the South Carolina governor came out and said uh, she was endorsing Marco Rubio, and Trump said, "Fuck you! I'll just buy your whole fucking state." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what happened. Fuck <laughs> <But>, job. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, I want to throw a shout out to the cigar aficionado people for the Where to Smoke app for iPhone and Android. I've been using that a lot lately. That is a a useful tool for anybody that travels outside of their, their normal region uh, if you're looking for a place to smoke. I need to download that and take a look at it. <laughs> I'll tell you, even, even around here, you know, Gadsden, Birmingham, Huntsville, it, it showed me shops in Birmingham that I, I didn't know existed. So it's, it's very good. It's just called Where to Smoke. Yep. And pretty, and it's real simple. It just opens up, picks your location, and says there's X number of places, and here's the address. Uh, now, one thing I I think for future versions, they should add in a a review section for each store where people could come in and say, you know, good, the bad, the ugly, whatever. But yeah. well, that if they've got truck parking. No, just for me, you know. Yeah, just <laughs> specifically. <laughs> yeah, just, just so I'll know where I can park and smoke. And if they carry a Pappy Fritter cigar. A special... Hey, yes. Yeah, they've got just... to have a Pappy Fritter if I'm coming in. <laughs> uh, Asylum 13, which is a brand known mostly for making... Uh, Stronger, you know, heavy flavored cigars. They're about to add a Connecticut uh, wrap stick to their U.S. portfolio. And for those who don't know, Asylum 13 is part of the CLE, which uh, is Christian Eora, if I'm saying that correctly. But it's going to is it be. Ir- uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, it's going to. Christian Eora? Eora. Eora. 
it's E I R O A. I think it's Eor Christian Eora is the way I've heard it. We're, we're calling him Eor. Igor. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the uh, the cigar is going to have a Honduran binder, Honduran Corojo filler, and Habano tobaccos in the filler also, and draped in a Connecticut seed wrapper grown in Ecuador. Should still have some good spice to it. Yeah, that's that's what uh, Tom Lazuka, the co-founder of Asylum, actually said about it. Was the uh, Corojo gives it more spice, and they say they went through fifteen or twenty blends before they actually found it. So eh, hopefully it'll be pretty good. Five by fifty, six sixty, seven seventy are going to be the ring gauges on that. Uh, thankfully, the five by fifty is in there because eh, I was going to say at least something. The smokable. Prices are good though. They're they're going to retail from five eighty to seven eighty. So that's good prices for a boutique blend coming out with a new cigar. Well, maybe they're learning from Vicarious to come in I, at a basic price point. To me, that's one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of these small companies make is they come in at these ridiculous prices. You know, twelve, thirteen dollars for a stick. You know, and granted, your cigar might be great, but there's a shitload of good cigars under ten bucks. Yeah, well, I mean, the Ashton that Ben's smoking, you know, you can get a couple of the Perdones in that price range. You know. By the way, speaking of Perdones, uh, and I've heard negative reviews about this, and I haven't had one yet, but the the new Padron Connecticut, the Damaso, I've had two people tell me that it was. Terrible. Has anyone had it? I almost did, but I, I didn't pick one up while I was at the shop here in Springfield. But they did have them. So, so it's almost crap. Because it's the one know. thing where I was really surprised because <laughs> the shop owner and two different customers all told me that they've had them, and it was it, it burned too fast. It had tasted like hay and grass, and it, it was not flavorful at all. And it's extremely surprising and disappointing to hear that from Padrone, but. Being everyone's first reaction, it's it's weird to hear that. So I don't know if anyone had actually tried it and said yes, it's fantastic, and they don't know what they're talking about or validating it. I hadn't tried it yet, but honestly, now I'm tempted to try it just to see if it if there is now a padrone that I won't smoke again. I'm yeah. tempted just to go for that reason, just to see. Um, four kicks. Uh, a couple months ago, came out with the black belt buckle. Anybody heard of that one? Ooh, no, no. It is a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper and Nicaraguan binder and filler. Uh, supposed to be a very toothy cigar. They're only making a thousand boxes, uh, ten cigars each box, and uh, they're only coming. They only have a Toro size of it. But it, based on the reviews and what it looks like, it seems to look amazing, and I am dying to see if I can find it and or try it. Yeah, I, I just Googled it while you were talking, and it looks like a like a lovely chocolate bar. It does. It really does. Like, so I'm really <laughs> lack of a better term. Let's see, let's see. Now, is it a Connecticut wrapper? Oh, no. No, it's dark. It's a oh, Connecticut broadleaf wrapper. Oh, okay, bro. Oh, okay, I was thinking Connecticut Shade when you said that, and I was like, wait a minute, Chocolate Bar and Connecticut Shade don't go together here. No. Well, and it says uh, retail price of $8, so that's actually not bad. It's a good deal for four kicks. 
Yeah, because crown head stuff is usually pricey. Yeah, yeah. pushing that ten dollar range. So for this one it looks like a value. Yeah, that uh, that law imperi- yeah, law imperiosa that everybody goes fucking crazy over is like eleven dollars, twelve dollars a stick. Yeah, I got one of those in the uh, humidor out here with me. I finally brought it out. Uh, I got it last time I was home there on the boat. I hadn't brought myself to smoke it yet. I I hope they get better with age because I, I wasn't I, crazy smoking it straight well, out. That's that was my first impression because I smoked. Uh, I got two of them and smoked one, and based on my impression from the first one, I just tossed the other one in the humidor and went on and forgot about it. So it's been in there for, I'd say probably, what, six, eight months at least? Yeah, probably so. If not longer. So I'll I'll try it before the next podcast and see how it is. Um, Let's see here. So off the top of your head, your favorite... Connecticut Shade Wrapper Cigar, at least that you maybe have had recently. <laughs> Just give me, give me a name. <laughs> Underground uh, Shade, anything like that. It would be one of two. It would either be the Vicarious White or the uh, Camacho Connecticut. Fucking sellout. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering who was going to throw that one out there. Okay, yeah. Fucking sellout. Wait a minute now. There, there's a girl at the local restaurant that I like to go to, and I walked in there today, and she had she had dyed her blonde hair blue, and I thought to myself, Jerry Garrett would be so proud. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason why I bring that up is because I was online reading on, uh, uh, I think it was Cigar and Pfizer, and it said, and, and they did a review on a cigar, and and this is where. To me, I, I really dove into this. I watched the cigar review and I said, okay, I want to see what this is about because it's a swag Connecticut Toro, right? Now, at first glance, it's called swag, which means it's shit. <laughs> but but I, I watched the video, I read, the, I was reading the review and like where it came from, where the name was, and who makes it. So Rafael Nodal, uh, the president of Boutique Blends, which also makes the aging room. Yeah, uh, I was going to say. Service, right? right. So his... Here's kind of what happened. His son uh, didn't want to go to school, and he was a DJ, okay? So he ended up winning some sort of Grammy and ended up going to some after party with his dad and his mom, Rafael, and his wife to an after party, and there was some uh, celebrities and, uh, and a rapper, Lil Wayne. Okay, now, if you've ever heard anything of Lil Wayne, you know he is just awful. He is an abysmal... Complete shit. He is complete shit. However, he was one of the people that told his son, um, uh, Raphael's son, yes, the guy is my swag. So Raphael took heed to that and said, okay. He was passing out his Oliveros King line. Got the rest of it. So Oliveros uh, King cigars, and he said, your cigar needs more swag. Now, nobody knows what the fuck swag is. I don't know what it is, and no one else does either, okay? It's just a stupid term. However, he coined that for celebrities, people at parties, and things of that nature. So he made a cigar line, Connecticut Shade, called Swag. And and the review was, it, gave, it got raving reviews about that. It's supposed to be full of flavor. He, he What he wanted was for the cigar to be aromatic, 
like he remembered from his cigars that his grandfather made. Because he's trying to say, well, I want, I want the smell. So what he did was he had his blenders, his rollers, make cigars where it reminded him of the cigars that he made from his grandfather, the, the aromatic sense, without smoking them. He just wanted to smell the aroma of the cigars and go, okay, that's the blend I want you to make. So after about 15, 20 blends, they made that cigar, and then that's when he smoked it and labeled it swag, which I thought was a unique way to come up with that particular cigar. Um, so... I'm going to challenge myself to actually try it and put my prejudice aside because of who is behind it, not because of Little Wayne. The hell with him, but because it's Rafael Nadal behind it, and he doesn't make shit cigars. So I am going to give it the benefit of the doubt, and I want to know your opinion on it. I, I know. You I, see I what I'm saying? It's a mixed, mixed feelings about it. Yeah, I agree with you. It's kind of like those reviewers that take and, you know, strip off all the branding and send it to somebody and have them review it blind just for that right. reason. Right. And, I mean, personally, I think it's a good idea that you, you try this because, I mean, it could be a damn good cigar. And you might have never tried it just because, you know, you hate Little Wayne or... Exactly. It's Whatever. the prejudice behind it. But if the brand wasn't there, and I just picked it up and said, here, smoke it blind, like you said, it could very well be a great cigar, but prejudice gets in the way when you first see it. Oh, it's swag, which means it's probably something like a one of those fucking acid cigars, and you just you ignore it because it's a horrible name. But I guess we have to look past that in this case. Yeah, I, I you know, that's a funny brand. I can only remember maybe having one... Uh, swag branded cigar in my three or four years of smoking, and I don't remember being particularly impressed by it, but hell, I'll try anything. And I think that how often do even we you know, experienced cigar smokers choose not to smoke a certain line of cigars or a certain brand because of initial prejudice. I know it's <coughs> supposed Gurkha. to, but, it's <coughs> Gurkha. Yeah. Gurkha. But, but with Gurkha, we've had several Gurkhas, and we've accomplished, we, we've experienced that their shit. So I think there's an experience, but for cigars that you've never tried, and you prejudice, you, you prejudge against it, how often does that happen? Quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Quite a bit. Uh, well, so, it might be various reasons. It might be, I might sit there and say, well, I could have that, or I could have this other thing that I already love. Or right. I don't like the Venture branding out. on that cigar, or you know, it could be any number of things. Well, I mean, if you think about it, when you think about food and stuff like that, you eat with your eyes first. I mean, you base Correct. that on, you know, the way it looks. Okay, yeah, that's going to be really good. Or no, I ain't even trying that shit. And I, I would venture to say the same applies to the cigars. You're looking at it and saying, nah, don't like the name. Don't don't really think that's going to work. So you'll go to something else. But I think it's our duty to try and sift out, say, this is a bad, this, this cigar is not as good as the others because I have tried it. And I am guilty of said prejudice as well. That's why I bring this up because it's just something we just instinctively do. If it's not attractive to the eyes like food is, we will pass on it and we assume that if it's not presented properly, that it's not going to taste well. 
and I, I think the burden should fall on certain cigar makers with their bands the way the way they present it. You know, if, if it doesn't look well made, then chances are it won't smoke well, it won't taste well. It, it sort of that sort of falls behind it. First first impressions. But to get past that is not easy. To take a chance, spend money on a cigar that is not the band is not appealing, and say, okay, I'm going to venture out and try and see what it really is. And if it is not good, then you know it's not judging a book by its cover. Sure, uh, I agree. Does and I guess there's. Go ahead. I was just saying, is that a valid point? Is there any rebuttal to that? I think it's a very valid point. And I think there's also the reverse of that, if you think about it, uh, with Drew Estates being bought out by Swisher. We didn't, I mean, now we give them shit about it, don't, don't get me wrong, but we didn't quit smoking Drew Estates cigars simply because now they're owned by Swisher Sweet. I did. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Yeah, but let I, me speak personally for myself. I hadn't quit smoking Drew Estates. So. No, that's not, entirely, that's not entirely true. I did. I did have a Pappy Fritter. <laughs> exactly. You just bought Pappy Fritters. There, there is. Yeah, knockoff of Drew Estates. But uh, yeah, that that is an interesting thought. I mean, it. I didn't even think about it. It's just something you do, and then. When I brought it up, and it was this review that I saw online, I was like, you know, that is just an interesting topic that we're all guilty of at some point, and you really don't even think about it. And just thought you know, it you know, I could actually say I did that today when I was in the humidor. You son walk- of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was walking around, and I was like, God, that name's hard to say. I'm not, I'm not buying that. Or I don't. No. <laughs> No, I never have problem pronouncing the name of cigars, but you know, no, like no. you guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, Happy further. We're we're about we're about to get to one that's real fucking hard to pronounce, but if, if I, I were Yeah, no. <laughs> no, we've got that one nailed. <laughs> you can say blue. You can say quality. <laughs> Well, if I were to say, and this, I'm going to steal this topic from the Cigar Guys Radio, who I was listening to earlier this morning. Uh, crap, 9 to 11, Atlanta, 12.30 a.m., the fan, too, I believe. Uh, tune in radio if you want a simpler way to get to it. But anyway, uh, if I were to throw out the term uh, German engineering, what's the first thing that's going to come to your mind? Cars. Exactly. Yeah. Until today. Uh, there's a company called Rotschvergnügen or something to that effect. Um, we'll just call it... Rotschberg. Roughly translated to English, I would say something like raunchy nougat or something like that. Farfetch <laughs> nougat. I can't wait. <laughs> but anyway, th- th- this company is proud to offer the first German-engineered cigar. That is actually their, their tagline. German-engineered for its taste, controlled and tested over its full development and manufacturing cycle, perfected following German engineering standards. Now, what fucking engineering standards they have for cigars, I have no fucking idea. But anyway... <laughs> 
means the transmission of the cigar is going to go out 40,000 miles. That's what it means. Probably. Uh, they say that they create the cigars in the same way the Germans engineered the best technology in the world, except for those transmissions you just mentioned. The, the result being a the ultimate precision in aroma, taste, and smoking preference. Cigars that are exciting, precise, satisfying to the smallest detail. Uh, these are going to be coming in two packs. They won't sell them in boxes. Uh, two packs for, I think, 17 euros, which is, I don't know, probably $20 US. I, I don't keep up with that shit. But they're uh, four and three quarters. Yes. Four and three quarters by uh, 54 ring gauge. They call it the number 42. So apparently all the thought went into the engineering and not the name. So it's a nub knockoff there. <clears throat> and the tobacco is Dominican Republic, Nicaragua, Ecuadorian, and Pennsylvania, of all things. They left out Nebraska. Which is odd, because there's no German tobacco in it. You know, all this talk of German. Yeah, I, I was going to say, where's, where's the German come in? But they did triple cap it. You, you don't see that a whole lot anymore. But there is one very glaring problem with this cigar. And it's that communist. problem, well, that too. Two problems, communism and, uh, <laughs> actually three, communism, Nazis, and the fact that the band happens to be a, a very familiar shade of blue. Uh-oh. <laughs> Jerry will be suing. <laughs> yeah, so there might be a lawsuit involved soon enough. I, I see you Nazi bastards have uh, copied my, uh, my, my blue... My blue band, and uh, uh, you're going to lose this lawsuit. <laughs> the uh, they have tasting wheels on here, and according to their their wheels, which are Zweitz Dritzel is the name of the wheel. I don't know what that translates to, but anyway, we're getting. <laughs> it, it probably translates to Heil Hitler or something. I don't know, but. Uh, Apparently it's earthy and floral and woody from the, their own descriptions. And creamy. Nope, there's no creamy in there. I'm sorry. I read it wrong. Apparently, but according to their little pictures here, you get uh, herbs, spices, grass, red pepper, ginger, and uh, some coffee. And also, according to their website, they used a microscope to make it. So, yeah. It's a fucking paella. It'll it'll go great with some wiener schnitzel. Yeah. It's just, it's just insane. Well, they, they they would use the word precise. They really would. Yeah, they they overused it. Everything was precise precision. So they they were precise with their precision. So are they going to try to invade hammer and sickle? And lose. Is that what they're going to try Probably. to do? Try to invade the hammer and sickle line, and then their Russian communistical cigars are going to overthrow the fascist swastika line of cigars by Jewish state to, to, to the German line. You don't care how you type it. If you say the word German, there's a swastika in there somewhere. I just, it's, just, it's just there, okay? Okay. <laughs> this German cigar is actually going in. And it's going to try to purify Drew Estate again. It's going to, <laughs> the, the Swishers are going in the camps. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, oh, dear God, I apologize to any Jewish people out there. We are not making fun of your plight. <laughs> if we had any listeners, we'd probably be getting some hate mail. American listeners were doing well. To lighten the subject a little bit, Alec Bradley's uh, 2016 version of the Filthy Hooligan Cigar is going to be a barber pole. So you're going to get some some standard wrapper and some green wrapper. What is up with the damn green wrapper shit? I don't know. I I mean, if if it's green, it's not ready. You know, that's... Now, in all fairness, the Asylum Ogre and the Ogre Lancero, I like. Well, the Candela cigars, the green, were more popular than the like, shade grown years ago. Like in the 30s and 40s, Candelas were extremely popular. Yeah, so, before people developed taste. Exactly. <laughs> this, um, one, uh, this one bars from the original black market blend. Choosing a modified version of the Ecuadorian, Ecuadorian Sumatra binder on top of Honduran and Panamanian fillers. Uh, yeah, you, you don't see Panama, uh, Panamanian tobacco. Jesus Christ, too often. After their airline went, went bust, just, there's nothing out of Panama worth the shit anymore. In that giant fucking hell. Yeah, do we even use that anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Crashed in that was Panama. Two Six Two is doing an interesting uh, gimmick right now called the internship program. Basically, it's not as good as it sounds. Uh, (laughs) They've they've developed uh, it's either four or five blends, and you buy them, and basically you you smoke each one of them, you take notes, you vote on them, and the eventual highest scoring cigar will become their newest line. So they've made five new lines, but only one of them will eventually make the cut, Survivor style, I guess. Well, didn't uh, didn't CAO do something similar to that a uh, couple of years ago? Before yeah, they, they got did. bought out by General? Yeah, the C, the A, and, and the O, ironically, but it was like secret blends. No, no, and whoever, whatever people voted on those three, whichever one got the most votes, became their new line, or was supposed to. I don't know if it ever did, but I remember there was just a C, an A, and you know, three different lines with each, each letter. And uh, in more news that uh, you would know already if you read our blog at cigartipsters.com, uh, the Hoya Red Half Corona is coming stateside. That was originally only available overseas. I personally like the Hoya Red. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to smoke that. I've smoked a couple of them. Uh, it's pretty good. I, I won't say that it's something I'd reach for, but it's... Uh, the couple I've had were okay. Have you had it, Ben? No, I haven't, but... No. That's all I got. <laughs> no. I just, just no. But I, I, I'm going to. And, and I'm going to put my prejudice aside. <laughs> Stop being a racist, Ben. Can't prove that. <laughs> Black Lives Matter. Come on now. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Red Lives Matter, communist. <laughs> I would. That's the Russians, isn't it? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one new cigar I'm particularly excited about, 1502, is coming out with the XO. It, it's rolling out, I believe, the middle of next month. I've been seeing a lot of uh, social media buzz about this, and for those of you who don't know, uh, 1502 Cigars is owned by uh, Enrique Sanchez, uh, the Rico Suave, the Nicaraguan Ricky Ricardo. He really, <laughs> and he picked 1502 because 1501 or 1503 were taken for for some reason. But uh, these things are looking pretty good, but. Uh, Seventeen seventy-five a stick, gentlemen. Seventeen seventy-five. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I know it's using a very vintage leaf, but eighteen dollars. I mean, that's Davidoff territory. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But now that ruby, that's a good one. Oh, the damn that ruby Lanzaro is, is. Oh yeah. Your magic. And, and it's more like eight dollars a stick, which is more. Yeah. Of, of my poor person's uh, <laughs> wallet capacity, and I saw wow. I saw a tease of <laughs> we we just smoked the fucking short run 2015, but I, I saw a tease this morning for the 2016 short run, and uh, EP's getting a little fancier with his branding. I don't know if either of you happened to see that on uh, Facebook today, but uh, no, I missed it. Oh. Gold. Now, have you smoked the uh, 15 yet? Have not. Got one. It's sitting out there, but I hadn't smoked it yet. I smoked the three that you picked up for me. Still not as good as the 14. Or the 13, in my opinion. A Quite a few burn issues with the the three that I had. Now, I don't know. You know, that can... That can be the box they came out of. That can be the humidor they were stored in. I mean, there's there's a lot of variables that come into play there. But yeah, no, disclaimer: all four of them did come out of the same box. So yeah. So I mean, I'll, I'll definitely pick up another one if I get the chance and try it. I, I just thought of something. If we ever get around to blending a cigar, we should name it Pappy Fritter. Yeah, we should. <laughs> hey, I, I've already got it trademarked now, so you know there there could be a a box of those in the future. You know, we have had five Vegas. You know, I see a review on cigar temperatures for the Voodoo Priest Number Three. How was it? Wow. Christ, uh, that was. Uh, Apparently, according to your dog, it was shit. <laughs> yeah, my dog didn't like that one at all. He, he... No, but in all seriousness, it, it's pretty good. He, you know, it is a Connecticut. It, it's a little bit spicier than your average Connecticut. This is uh, famous smoke shops. Uh, they're online, basically. Uh, they've got several spinoffs of it, but it's pretty good. I, I liked it. I had some burn issues with it, but... I smoked them right after they were shipped to me, so quite frankly, it could have been my fault. It's hard to say, but I, I liked it. Must have been pretty good. You didn't share. Well, you know, can't share everything. <laughs> and we also just did a, a review of the uh, the F55 Espressivo, 
which is the 5x50 Robusto version of the the Adrian Quattro that you have in your hand. Yeah, that was I, I did a review. I don't know how I'm doing all these, y'all. You know, write something occasionally. And, well, we, we determined... Yeah, it, the binder is Indonesian Sumatra, if I'm not mistaken. The wrapper is actually Dominican. Yeah, that's that's another odd tobacco you don't see very often. Well, and the research I did on most of the Indonesian tobacco is used in machine-made cigars. It's that's correct. Oh, that's horseshit right out. there. It is, but <laughs> now within, I mean. It works with this, I mean, and I think that's why it's used as a binder instead of a wrapper. I don't think the, the leaf quality would have been high enough to, to use as a wrapper. That's why it's they went with Dominica. You may, if, you may want to change it, because it says here, the wrapper is the Indo-Sumatra. Right. Oh, it does say that? I can. Because I, I thought what I was, you know. Yeah. Uh, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did fuck that up. My bad. No, that's okay. Racist. And then it's got, uh, <laughs> I want to say it was Dominican filler and binder. And and just for anybody wondering, we gave uh, that particular scar 7.8 out of 10. Not a 10 out of 10. Because it wasn't a carcass seduction. Yeah, it's got Dominican filler and then the Dominican wrapper with an Indonesian binder. Yay, something else I get to go fix later. <laughs> and we have a couple other reviews coming up. I've got a La Gloria Cabana stick that was sent to me, as well as the new Asylum Lobotomy cigar, which is sitting over there as well. <laughs> that sounds that interesting. What is it about that one? The Asylum Lobotomy? Yeah, that's actually... Let me pull up the guy's email. That is another famous smoke shop special. They partnered with Asylum to make this cigar. But I've got the, the details here. Give me just a second to get to it. It's a nice dark wrapper cigar. Um, and apparently, you know, it comes with a free lobotomy, so... Which... I need a reverse lobotomy is what I need. <laughs> yeah, can you fix that? Uh, let's see, which one was it? And what's come with all these names, lobotomy, and what was the one by Alec Bradley, the filthy whatever? Filthy hooligan. Yeah. Well, they've had that one every year for uh, St. Patty's Day. I mean, I know Tatawahe does a lot of, you know, odd name cigars. They're getting really, like, dark with these names. So we need to come up with, like, the vicarious colonoscopy or something that's just, <laughs> like, it's like it grabs your attention but in the wrong way. Yeah, so, like the, the devil's butthole cigar. Devil's <laughs> 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 butthole. You know, actually, funny story. There, there was, uh, this has been several years back, but there was a, a beer called Santa's Butt. Santa, Santa's but I don't know. I never tried it. And it tasted like ass. <laughs> <laughs> and that's actually actually how I found out about it was through a prank phone call <laughs> on the radio, and they called the company that was making it. It was like Santa's asshole. What's what? What's next? You know, you know, 
devil's uh, some I don't know. I'm fucking this up, but anyway, it was the tooth fairies. The tooth fairies yeah, exactly that kind of thing. It doesn't make sense. The well, fucking what's his name did the whole uh, what was his name? Pete Johnson. He had the winter. That cigar, cigar lines for his. Remember that during the holidays he released it. Yeah, wasn't it the Angry Santa or something Angry like that? It's all, it's all gimmicks. This uh, asylum lobotomy here is only four fifty a stick. <laughs> the problem is that I, I googled uh, asylum lobotomy and I got frontal lobotomy. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got nothing about asylum, <laughs> the cigar company. I got I got pictures of people getting sticks jammed in their eyes. <laughs> I thought it might have been a. An insane asylum that specializes in lobotomies. Well, you know, it's where they take that stick and go in beside your eye and poke poke your brain in such a way that makes you a zombie, basically. i got to get on that. So the apocalypse is right, then. Well, it, it's less of a zombie, more of a, a vegetable. Ah. You, you're not doing a whole lot once it's, once it's done. Yeah, actually, a zombie would be more active. He's messing with your search browser history. You can guess who it is. It's that asshole who lives in his mother's basement. Yeah. <laughs> He's messing with your computer, man. Your mouse is going to start moving on its own. Oh, crap. Yeah. It's like a Ouija board. You're going to see his <laughs> yeah. face in like a Jurassic Park. He's going to go, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> can't log into your PC. Well, he's going to find a an awful lot of porn, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> Dirty German dungeon porn. <laughs> Why would it have to be precise? German, you know. Precisely porn. Yeah. Is it only Germany that has dungeons? Is that why it's so like? Why is it German dungeon porn? Like, is that the only place that that is made? Or no, they just had those left over from the war. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah, Hitler's playground. Well, no, they have that in Amsterdam too. You know, the, the freaky sex uh, dungeons and whatnot. Red light district and the, you know that stuff. The good people like us wouldn't know anything about. No. <laughs> I think we're illegally allowed to say. I was gonna say we're we're gonna lose the two listeners we actually had. He's <laughs> going crazy, man! I can't listen to this anymore. Yeah. My yeah, I tune in to listen about cigars. I hear all this this stuff. I got to go. <laughs> so we started with politics, got on to Nazis and uh, frontal and we're on dungeon porn. Yeah, <laughs> we did talk about cigars, though, so it counts. Yeah, there there was there was a cigar in there somewhere. We talked business. We can write it off on our taxes. That's all that matters. <laughs> um, and a quick question. Your thoughts. Can the size of the same cigar affect the flavor of the cigar? Yes. Yes. Uh, especially, to me, the, the bigger... The bigger the ring gauge, the less of the wrapper flavor you're you're gonna get out of that. Like, 
and that's one of the reasons why I like Lanceros as much as I do because you get a lot of that strong wrapper uh, aroma and flavor. There so you that go. ratio from filler to to wrapper that adjusts a little bit when you get to a smaller ring gauge. Yeah, right. and to me, I, I'm sure they have their ways of doing it, but you're never going to... Whatever you come out with first, that's going to be the winner, and everything else is going to be catching up to that, because I don't think you can ever perfectly nail that ratio in a larger or smaller size. I think there's always going to be a... Even if it's a small difference, there's always going to be a difference. Then you have to adjust if there's more filler, you got to have well, like a double binder or a double wrapper or something like that to adjust the ratio, and it's never going to quite even out the way it was with your original blend. Is that right? Yeah, that's what I think, and that's a lot of the reasons why I don't... If I pick a size, I'll stick with that size in that particular cigar because I'm afraid if I go to something else, I'll ruin it. I mean, I've I've heard it argued both ways. I mean, now I agree with Mark on the or Junior on the fact of the the smaller ring gauge cigar, you get a lot more of the flavor out of the wrappers and stuff like that. And that and I mean, bottom line, the wrapper is the premium leaf out of everything else because your binder and your fillers are things that didn't rate high enough to be considered a wrapper. But on the other side of the scale. On the other side of the scale, I've heard it argued that the bigger ring gauge gives the blender more opportunity to add flavors with the filler. Um, okay. You can see that. But so what just happened there is we gave two opposing answers and completely fucked your question. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's why I ask. What better way to get an answer question for our listeners than to just completely fuck up the original question? Yeah, we just we just give you two completely different opinions and move on. Question: Yes and or no. So, oh, in that case, yes. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, damn it, it's a maybe then. Yeah, there, yeah, there you go, listeners. Make sense of that shit. Can the size of the cigar? Probably. Possibly. You scared me a little bit for a second because you're like, can the size make a difference? And I'm like, oh, God, he's going with a penis question. No, no. That's, that's my follow-up question. So can the size <laughs> of a penis? <laughs> um, and then one last thing. This is because when you either run a shop or just... You know, visited a shop several times as experienced. Uh, people, your biggest pet peeves for newbies or douchebags that come into the shop. What is your biggest pet peeve that just ruins your day and says, "Okay, you are not you're." It's not that you're just inexperienced; you're kind of a douchebag about it. So, what have you seen or experienced that just people who, people who lick their cigar? I, now, I don't care if you want to lick your cigar. But it's people who lick the cigar and then use the goddamn cutter that belongs to the shop that everybody uses. That's disgusting. And you put your fucking nasty horse fit on cutter. You don't have to do that anymore. It's an old tradition before when cigars were humidified properly. That's why people had to lick cigars to adjust it because there wasn't proper humidification. New cigar shops don't 
necessarily need that. Exactly. So you don't have to do that. You look like an idiot. Yeah, so keep keep your horse bit to yourself. Right. And just a, else? a pet peeve of mine, and it I don't guess I should care because I ain't smoking the damn cigar, but is the people that want to ash it like you do a cigarette. You know, well, puff and trying to knock the ashes off of it. Puff trying to knock the ashes off of it. Instead of, you know, letting the ashes build to about an inch and then, then the ashes. That brings me to another pet peeve, people who... Uh, for those people out there who smoke cigarettes and cigars, uh, cigarettes have no place in the cigar shop. Get them out. But you see that a lot, though. You see... Oh, the the shop I went into this morning, the, the guy that was working there was smoking cigarettes the entire time I was in there. That's discouraging. It really, it really is. I'm like, you have all of this... You have a fucking Disneyland of cigars four feet from you, and, and you're smoking a fucking uh, L&M... Uh, devil's ass or whatever they call those things. Yeah. <laughs> Unfiltered camel. That, that, that is kind of dumb. I mean, if you see a patron sitting in there smoking cigarettes, it's like, okay, well, you don't really need to drive all the way out here in this shop surrounded by premium smokes to line up this fucking thing. You could do this almost anywhere in the world. Or, you know, you don't need to be here for that. So if you're going to show up in a cigar shop with cigars and pipes and things, go ahead and get the premium, otherwise, what's the point? You know, uh, if you get your nicotine from a cigar... <laughs> I, I almost, speaking of that shop, I almost had a job today because he said, yeah, one of the best perks that we get here is we get, every month we get $100 worth of cigars of our choice. And I was like, I want to work here. <laughs> oh, shit. It's a hell of a month. I'm like, so y'all need some weekend help or something? Yeah, sweep the floors or some shit. Yeah, yeah I could say mine's always people when you're sitting down smoking and it's, you know, when you sit in a room, people, people will start talking and you might join in conversation or you're talking with someone and someone might chime in. And in a natural, casual way, that's fine. But it's that young 18-year-old, that young kid wants to talk to you and ask you a thousand fucking questions about what are you smoking, blah, 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 because he's trying to, like, impress you. And it may not happen often, but if it happens once, it's too much. <laughs> and I just want to sit there and enjoy my fucking smoke. I'm here to get away from society, not seek you out. Ben, do you, do you stand outside and yell at children on your lawn? <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that. I'm not get off my lawn. <laughs> No, but uh, I, all jokes aside, I do agree with you on that. But some of them try way too hard. It's way too hard. Just get your fucking backgammon or whatever the hell little bullshit game you and your little tween friends with your pimple faces and your acne and, and your braces and your pubescent volatility towards your parents. Sit in that corner and play fucking... What, what is it? You don't just, just I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm pretty sure no one under the age of 76 plays backgammon. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I saw Kirk and Jake playing backgammon one time in the shop there in Patriot. Kirk's weird. Yeah, well. <laughs> Speaking of, I mean, he's not on here. We've not done near enough Kirk bashing at this point. 
You know, he said he had a date. It was probably with his fucking Dyson vacuum cleaner. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you want Kirk jokes? I have Kirk jokes. But back to Ben's comment, just take him by the arm, lead him over the acid counter, and tell him enjoy yourself. Here you go. Pick from this. Get Eileen's Here. dream, you fuck. It, it, exactly. You know, pick you up a blondie or a Cuba Cuba or whatever and you know, have fun. See you in advance. Force him to spend like $20 for a Cohiba and tell him it's a real Cuban cigar. <laughs> yeah. Never mind that it's made in the Dominican Republic. It, trust me, it's fully Cuban. You should buy it and then tell all your boyfriends at, at school that you had a true Cohiba. And, uh, no, drag him over to the uh, to the Gurkha humidor and get him a triad. Holy shit. <laughs> or a Nish yeah, Patel. $50 piece of shit. Yeah. Or a Nimi D. <laughs> a Thunder. Thunder by Nish. <laughs> like goddamn Thunderdome. Expect <laughs> Tina, Thun Tina Turner to come out singing or something. <laughs> yeah, that that is. I, mean, I just I just don't think I like kids. No, I don't. <laughs> you know, it's just it's annoying. When I go to the shop, I want people who are as old as I am. I want them to be 150. And gray hair, they fought in two wars. You know, because they're there to relax, they chill, and and they usually don't they don't bother you, um, and that's that's what I. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm only 29, but I'm at the point like if you're not over 25, I I have no reason to be near you. Yeah, go go do go to fucking go build a school in some other country or some shit. Go to, go go to fucking Chuck E. Cheese or whatever it is you people do. <laughs> Yeah, 25-year-old fucking kids. Damn. Get off our fucking lawns. <laughs> <laughs> go be proud of the fact that you've reached an age where you can rent a car by yourself. And go exercise that. And leave me alone. What the hell's going on over there? Um, damn generators. I don't know. That was like a unique first stop. Do you have a fucking cabin? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it sounded like a fucking... Uh, one of those things you put tree branches in that mulches them up. <laughs> it just about. Just about. It works as a mulcher as well. It's a lamp oil swishing in the background of Philip for lamp. Oh Lord. Well I got a I got a date with a thunder by Nish. <laughs> If you guys start dancing, make sure you make sure you lead. <laughs> you know, you know. Speaking of that, I, I really think that's an example of of Rocky just being like having pity on his brother and saying like, "Okay, you come make a cigar, brother," because the, the cigar shit skipped a. I don't know. Yeah, it really they're, the, they're the same generation, but cigar and Rocky's like, "Okay, you go make a cigar. You're gonna be." Full body, full of flavor, and fuck all. And then his brother just went, go make some. She goes, yeah, that's that's fine. Call it whatever the fuck. Call it devil shit. I don't care what you call it. Just put it on the shelf. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> royalties. Put put yeah. in the put put in the uh, the, the, uh, the the brown tobacco. Put that one in there. <laughs> brown tobacco. <laughs> uh, I was gonna ask Rocky to be on the show, but I think we just ruined that. <laughs> he, he's probably not gonna. Well, now I will say, of of the brother. Uh, 
the two of them going together and making what I couldn't think of the word I was wanting to use. But of the two of them putting one together, uh, the Patel brothers that came out, uh, the same time they came out with, I think it was in 1962 or 61. Now, those were both good smokes. Can't find them anymore, but they were good smokes. They were limited runs. That's another... Fair enough. That's another pet peeve of mine with this industry is all these goddamn short runs. Every, every fucking cigar I love is a fucking short run. They only make like 40 of them, and you get to find one and smoke, and you're like, well, they're not making it anymore. It's like, if it fucking works, make it. What? <laughs> what? Well, and the thing is, if you're going to make it, and you're going to make it a limited run, and then for whatever fucking reason, you decide, okay, I'm going to bring it back, make it the same. Yeah, don't fuck it up yeah. the same time. Hoya and, de Nicaragua, you assholes. Yeah, the Quattro, <laughs> the Quattro Cinco. That's an amazing cigar. But now then they came the, out with the new version, and it it's not near as good. The Quattro Cinco Reserva Especial. Yeah, right. Reserva Especial is Spanish for dog shit. <laughs> I wouldn't quite say it's that bad, but it's not near as good as the original. We have to stop bashing so many brands, otherwise no one can interview us. Really? Not a single one. Hoya, I'm sorry, please come on the show. <laughs> yeah. We have to talk to you and I. Come on, come on, and I'll say nice things. <laughs> Until you leave. I'll tell you, your wife's pretty and everything. <laughs> Fuck you, Hoya. <laughs> no, but, but in all seriousness, they they really didn't, they did not do the original Quattro Cinco Justice on the, no. on the reboot. Because if you're going to make a limited run, you're assuming they only had a limited part of that tobacco and age, so you, it takes time to rebuild that stockpile, and, and I get that. So if you're going to re-release it, re-release it with the same quality that you did. I mean, that's kind of the, that's why you stop making it. Yeah, you, I would assume you got to go stockpile again, not just say, oh, we yeah. can substitute uh, dog piss Willie over here for whatever. <laughs> no, fuck it, we'll just make something else later and and, and call it a re-release. Yeah, those green leaves will work. Hell, yeah. permitted enough. <laughs> make it a just make it a barber pole with the green leaf. It looks the same. <laughs> It'll be colorful. <laughs> Put a little football thing in the wrapper there, like fucking our point tail, whatever. There we go. Looks good. Set it on its way. Yeah, isn't that an LFD do one of those? Uh, one of those goofy football cigar yeah. things. And they have like the swirls at the end, and it just, you know, at the bottom, of the top and bottom of the cigar. It's all fashion, but if the quality isn't there, and if it doesn't taste good, who gives a shit? Yeah, really. I don't know, because you're going to pay, what, 20 some dollars for that cigar because it looks like a fucking football, but you can't throw it. Oh, uh, and Camacho's got that Liberty Series that's shaped like a baseball bat that's like 17 fucking dollars a stick. Yeah, it comes in the little wooden coffin-looking thing. Yeah, yeah, every one of them gets an individual coffin. So they're saying that Liberty is expressed through a baseball bat? Yes, that, you know, it's the American pastime, and apparently... The only reason we have freedom is to play baseball. Oh, I thought it meant if they didn't believe the way you believe, you beat them with a bat. So they do. Make two twin towers, and then when you smoke them, that would be. That would say something. Turn the power off, too. <laughs> yeah, the the leaf blower started up again. Yeah. It's 
Going ape shit over here. Maybe I got it killed this time. Well, this is better than last time with your, your you in the truck because I was having to mute you every eleven seconds. Oh God, that yeah, and trying then, to and drive and do this does not work. Yeah, no doubt. You. After I talked for a half hour, well, that one that turned out pretty good. It started out not not so good, but it turned out pretty good. I should actually close the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been uh, Cigar Tipsters episode 21. I figured I'd actually close the show tonight instead of just randomly stopping it. Uh, and yeah, yeah. It's like the end of The Sopranos just fade to black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, it's... Uh, thank you for listening, all four and a half of you, and... Uh, oh, we gained two listeners? Ken Ball... Ken. Doubled our size. Ken, Ken, goddamn ball. Can't, <laughs> Ken, I'm, I'm sorry. Please stop fucking with my computer. <laughs> I see two black SUVs pulled in front of my house, and he's in the back of one of them. <laughs> well, I think Ben has done more bashing than you, Mark, because he's really messing with Ben's audio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that actually explains a lot. It, it wasn't quite the Ferris wheel effect that we had last time, but it, it still faded in and out quite a bit. Well, actually, after after that first uh, first first two strokes you had, you you evened out pretty good after that. Once he got the aluminum foil twisted right. Yeah. <laughs> he'll have to bring a he'll have to bring his wife out there to, to hold an antenna sideways, you know. <laughs> or put a little antenna on the dog or something. Yeah, while standing on one foot mixing a drink. And, okay. and just in case we haven't mentioned it enough, go out and buy a Vicarious Blue. Yes, please. <laughs> Specifically uh, the blue. My good friend Jerry Garrett is in South Florida. They've been down there for like two weeks. Uh, I think they might have moved down there <laughs> instead of just visiting. But, uh, yeah, he's he's apparently been smoking Vicarious Blue all over South Florida. Yeah, I saw Key West, I think, was the last post I saw. And uh, I'm, I'm sure he's filing suit against that German company as we speak. Because <laughs> they, they stole his shade of blue. Not the cigar, the blue. Yeah. You know, they just better be glad they went with white as their secondary color instead of gold. <laughs> the original color of surrender. Yeah, you know, it's... Uh, that was the compromise, actually. We'll yeah. we'll put a lot of white on there. You won't see much of the blue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was talking to Alan, uh, our, our friend. Just, that was in, uh, what, what was his uh, nickname up there? Hillbilly Five O. Yeah, uh, but anyway, yeah. he's been he's in love with the vicarious black. You know, he that that's become his go-to in the vicarious line. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Jerry's spidey sense is tingling right now. But, <laughs> but yeah, he uh, he said he's become. He said he still likes both of them, but he, he's really got to where he prefers the black. Well, I was out here in Springfield and I saw Corey. He he was jonesing for a blue. He can't find them anywhere out here in Missouri. So Jerry, if you're listening, Springfield, Missouri needs blue. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it's only from South Florida. It's probably only like a twenty-five hour trip if you, you want to swing through. Yeah, if you want to swing through and bring Corey a box, it should. But anyway, it, uh, his birthday was Friday, so I'm sure he'd appreciate a box. But uh, one last time, Junior, Senior, Ben, episode 21. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Uh, I'm our call on the 18th. And uh, I'll still dock in uh, Alan's thing and say smooth draws. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and if Kirk's uh, date with his Dyson's over, Dyson's over, he'll be back next time. Yeah, that, that poor Dyson hose. God, God it. <laughs> He's putting suction to the best. Hey, I'll tell you, if you're going to do it that way, you might as well do it with the Dyson, because that thing never loses suction, according to that weird German guy in the commercial. Is he German or is he British? Oh, I have no earthly idea. I'm just. It, it have to it, be British, because there wasn't enough precision and precise in there. It, it benefited my story for him to be German, so he's a German for <laughs> a moment. This has been a Cigar Tipsters production.